Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to another edition of Let's Talk TV Live. I am your host, Barbara Barnett. I am publisher, owner, and executive editor of Blog Critics Magazine. Hope you stop on by and take a look at how gorgeous the site looks. If I have to say so myself, I did not design it. I had a hand in designing it, but I did not design it. It looks great. Blogcritics.org. You must go and take a look. Um, at uh, all the cool things that we have on the site. Very, very exciting stuff. Um, and I am joined tonight by our heart, Chrissy Piccolo. How are you? Hi. How, good. How are you doing? Oh, the site looks good. great. I went over there last night. I'm so excited. It looks good. Yes. And I actually wrote an article, too. <gasps> Excellent. <laughs> so and and we have like a ton a ton of traffic. So people are really yeah. going and liking and, and just we're really, it's so cool to see all the traffic back and, and uh, really good well, material easier, up on the site. It's easier to navigate too. Like this yeah. Seems just kind of convoluted to me. Yep. Yeah. This is a really clean magazine style and um, our editor's picks are there. We've got a wonderful slider. Um, we've actually instituted kind of like, um, if you go on the site on a new article, um, that's mm-hmm. a review article, you actually get to vote on it. That's so when cool. I did my Once Upon a Time article last night, um, yes. I put up my own star review and um, invite everyone else who's listening to this to go on, take a look at my review of last night's episode, which was called... It was called Quiet, Quiet Mind. Quiet mind. See, my mind was very quiet. <laughs> I've been like, it's. I've got, you know, like Rumpel. I've got like a million voices in my head these days with yeah. the new, you know, with the new job with the magazine. Exactly. Um, so, you know, being a CEO is not easy. I and believe not a CEO, it. I'm the president. I'm president. We don't have a CEO. I'm president uh, <laughs> of Critical Lens Media, which owns Blog Critics. And, uh, See my, I've got all these voices in my head: editor, writer, novelist, publisher. <laughs> it's like, what am I now? Um, it's like a. Uh, what am like I now? A, right. What hat am I wearing yeah, this minute? Exactly. Um, yeah, and so it gets a little crazy. Um, but I'm going to bring Jimmy in. Hang on a second. So. Hi, Jimmy. Hello. Hi, hi Jimmy. How hi, are you? Hi, Jimmy. I'm fine. How are you? Good. I'm overwhelmed and I'm like crazed because of the all the new stuff that's going on at Blog Critics. Mm-hmm. Very exciting. I was just explaining that people um, in new reviews. When you do a review, um, you as a writer have the option, which I strongly encourage, of uh, putting a star rating on your review and then letting um, the readers vote. So that's um, really cool. It's very cool and a new interactive thing that we have on the site now. So that's really cool, too. And the other thing that we're going to be doing, and I'm going to be putting it together in the next week or two, is all of our writers who are also authors or musicians, they may have a CD out, they may have tracks out, they may have books out, we're going to be promoing 
all of our writers who are also authors. So, oh, um, cool. I've, so I've gotten a huge, huge response from that, and we're getting a ton of traffic. So I'm really, really excited. Things are going well. And I'm like, great. So last week, last Tuesday night, um, I went Comcast and HBO got together and did a um, premiere of uh, Game of Thrones. They had a nice party. It was a really nice party. Got to sample the new Game of Thrones beer, which is a red ale. Yummy, yummy. Yum. Um, and I'm not a beer drinker. This is a Scottish ale. And it was like really, really heavy. It's like a really heavy, very oaty, uh, like Scottish ales are, I am told. And it was absolutely delicious. And I, as I said, I'm not a beer drinker, but it was actually tasty. And I could have like about four sips. I was like, okay, I'm done. Um, I had to pay attention to the, had to pay attention to the screen. Um, but it was lovely. It was a nice spread, nice food, um, uh, chocolate dipped strawberries and cheese and satay and pot stickers. It was really nice. And the review, the the the, the premiere was good too. <laughs> the uh, season premiere of Game of Thrones is this Sunday night. Um, and I have to tell you, I'm a Game of Thrones fan, and this was, this is season four of the, it's right, season season four or season four. Um, this was the best premiere of all of them, in my opinion. Really? I'm yeah. interested to see this. So the reason I say that is I think by this time, and it kind of takes place, it's the second half of the third book in the series of, of books by George R. R. Martin. And I think um, it's because it's like the, the characters that are at the heart of the conflict between the kingdoms is set. Mm-hmm. You know, you sort of know where the lines are drawn and who is who. And we've gotten to know who all the players are by now. So we kind of know where the – we've always kind of known where the Lannisters are. But I'm thinking Tyrion – now, I haven't read all the books, so I don't know what happens. Um, I think Tyrion is being pushed and pushed and pushed. And someone is, who is that smart can only be pushed so far. For right. The, right. And and if you've ever read the book Mutiny on the or one of the movie versions of it, you will know what I mean. Um, you can be pushed only so far before you rebel. And um, I think Tyrion is being pushed. And I think the fact that, um, you know, Tywin, Daddy Tywin, um, wants um, wants to be, you know, wa- wants nothing for, for Tyrion at all. He's, he's embarrassed by him. He can't stand him. I think he's pushing and pushing. Now, interestingly enough, there's conflict. He, it's, it, Tywin is trying to rule everything. He always has, mm-hmm. but he's trying. He's mm-hmm. trying to use his children as pawns in a really obvious right. way. And so mm-hmm. Jamie, who's come back without his hand, remember, without his mm-hmm. right hand, right? He was an able two-handed swordsman, but he is just squashed by Tywin. He's like, well. Mm-hmm. You're, you're not going to be part of the King's Guard anymore. How can you be part of the King's Guard with missing one hand? You're useless. You're going back right. to, uh, you're going to go back to Castle, Castle Rock and uh, take my place there. You're, you're going away. And, and it, 
And to Jamie, this was like the ultimate humiliation. And as far as Cersei goes, um, she is uh, being forced to marry also. And it is really, um, it's setting quite a stage. And then you've got, of course, uh, as we have the end of season three, this kind of uneasy alliance between Arya and uh, the Hound. Mm-hmm. And it's real. I really, you know, I really hated that character. The I Hound. Really, I've liked him since season one. Yeah, it, you know, he's always Happy had something else him. inside. Well, because he's a you know, he's mean and he's cruel and he kills people. Yeah, but he but... has a real code of honor. And I think, and he has made himself to be Arya's real protector. She mm-hmm. has mm-hmm. no one else. And he is really her protector. And I just love their relationship. I just think that's one of the most interesting relationships on the series. And that continues in episode one of season four. And um, also, um, the relationship between Jamie and Cersei is very strained. She doesn't have much use for him. Mm. Uh, one-handed. And, right. uh, you know, they make for him this hand of gold. And it's like, I don't want this. <laughs> it's like, what? <laughs> and he's, I mean, he's, he's in a really bad place. I think he's, I think he's going to be in a really bad place. And I'm really glad Brienne is, because I really want to see how that relationship works together. And they had a couple of scenes together, and it was really good. So I really um, I can't wait for it to premiere. Um, it, it was great. I had a great time at the premiere, and, and I'm really excited to see it. I'll be writing a review later this week. Uh, Jimmy, have you seen it yet? I haven't seen the premiere. I have read the books. And I will say, without spoiling anything, because I'm Don't not going to give away plot clues, but this season, if they follow the books, and I'm pretty sure they will because I've read some interviews with the people, is probably going to be the most action-packed and yeah. dynamic season in that almost no one's going to end up where they start. So where do you think I, all yeah. the alliances and, and are, places yeah. are right now and who's on whose side – it's going to be completely different in 10 episodes. Oh, so and it's really like a, you got to watch week to week thing. And, and I've, and I've completely forgot to, to mention Daenerys and her dragons mm-hmm. who are getting really mm-hmm. big and very hard to control. Yep. So, um, yeah. So, and you got a little bit uh, of, are we close to Joffrey's wedding in the first thing? That's oh, not a spoiler. Yeah. Cause we knew he was yeah. getting married. Right. Yes, we are. Cl- yes, and something very, very significant happens at that wedding. I know. Right. Right. Huh, but which that's we can't not in the about. premiere, is it? If you want to know, it wasn't in the premiere. If you want okay, to know, okay. read the books. Um, I did read yeah. far enough the books <laughs> to know what happens at the wedding. It's yeah. Okay. Um, and you, <laughs> you know, if you, if you think you knew the red wedding, just wait. Um, that's what they so, keep saying. Yeah. So it was great. I really enjoyed it. And let's see. Oh, and today I spent a lovely 40 minutes or so on the phone with the very lovely Zach Woods Mm -hmm. of the office and of the Upright Citizens Brigade uh, to talk about his new show on HBO, which also premieres. I mean, they have this amazing lead-in of Game of Thrones. Wow. And it's followed by Silicon Valley, which is followed by Veep. So you have this great lead-in. And, you know, I was talking to him a little bit about that, and I said, wow, you know, 
kind, it's kind of counterintuitive to think that people who would be watching Game of Thrones would, would that get into Silicon Valley. But you know what? It's geekdom. You know, um, Game of Thrones is a geek show for people who are, you know, fantasy geeks who are sort of the same people mm-hmm. who are computer geeks. Mm-hmm. Right? So it's kind of like yeah. the same Comic-Con crowd. <laughs> to a certain extent. And so I, I was actually kind of, you know, uh, kind of a cool um, cool thing. So I asked him, I said, so he's, he's not a very, um, he called himself a Luddite because the show is about these guys who are doing this computer company in, in Silicon Valley. And mm. uh, so I said, so, you know, how are you with all the technology and, and stuff? He says, not at all. He says, I'm a Luddite. I said, are you on Twitter? He said, I don't even read reviews. I don't know what people think. <laughs> so he says, I am totally not on that. So, uh, but he was just really just a nice guy. We talked about the craft of improvisation and um, talked about, uh, gosh, I mean, sketch comedy, um, just and stand up and, uh, and and the state of comedy. You guys know, right? That I mean, you, you've kind of teased me about it from time to time. How not mm-hmm. into. 21st century situation comedy I am in, right? I'm not yeah. a, I tend to not like it very much. <laughs> yeah. And tend to like, and so we talked about that because he actually kind of had the same observation that a lot of comedy these days, a lot of TV comedy is mean. And a lot of the characters are sort of mean. And they just sort of snipe at each other. And one of the things that Silicon Valley does is that the characters are snarky and they're snappy and stuff, but they all there's that really nice sort of Mike Judge. Mike Judge is the writer, creator of the show, that Mike Judge mm-hmm. sort of put in there. And not so much from BBC and Bothead, but of course King of the Hill. I mean, all of the characters had this, you know, they were sort of these Texas guys, but they all had this kind of nice little bit of humanity that just sort of threaded through it, that just sort of made you come back after week. And I think mm-hmm. that Mike Judge is more calling on that than he is on uh, Beavis and Butthead. Um, so, yeah, so I really highly recommend it. And I'll be publishing the interview with Zach Woods later in the week, along with a review of the series, which I highly recommend. So Sunday night, wow, Sunday night's going to be packed. So we have... Well, in, in two we Sundays, have, Mad Men comes back, and I have oh, seen that. Oh, yeah, the final season. It's... But it's split in half, so we get seven episodes this spring, then wait a whole year for seven more. Um, right. No, I did. Wa- I did watch it, and it was very interesting and not at all what I expected. But AMC has a long list of what you can't say. So, for instance, I'm not allowed to tell you how much time has passed, or what year it's set in, or what Don's job status. Oh is my God. So uh, everything that you've been wondering since last season. Are, is not allowed to be in a review wondering. until it airs. <laughs> yeah. They keep it very tight lit. Like, it's I, I one really, of the most tightly lit shows. I like when, um, you know, they say, do not reveal any major plot points. It's like, okay, mm-hmm. anything else is fair game. That's cool. <laughs> yeah, when they start getting very yeah, persnickety. Yeah. Yeah, but to be fair, I, a show like Mad Men and Walking Dead, AMC is very protective, and yeah. I, I think it works out well for them because their shows lend themselves well, to the surprise more so than you know a what? lot of other shows. And you know what? Once Upon a Time has gotten really good at that. Yeah, I'll say. 
I mean, I'm surprised. Well, I like that they're not dropping so many spoilers, though. I mean, I, yeah. I actually like being surprised when I'm watching it. Versus, mm-hmm. Me too. Okay, Me we too. already knew it was coming kind of a thing. Yeah. and Yeah. I mean, that's uh, what they're know, doing I, as far as general hospital goes. They don't do that anymore either. The, the actors are only getting their script for their scenes and nothing else. So, and and it's been fun to watch because, you know, you don't know what's going on. I mean, you know, you have to watch it to see, and I well, like it much better. I've written about that before, and I've talked about that before, about the spoiler. You know, it's like with how I remember with House, getting spoiled was kind of part of the fun, but after mm-hmm. a while, what getting spoiled does, it either, A, makes your expectations way too high, or right. B, makes you hate it before you actually see it. Right. Mm-hmm. So, so even last year or something, I think it was last year on Once Upon a Time, people got spoilers about something, and they were all up in arms about something. Yeah. Fans. And I was like, guys, I have seen this. Oh, it was the Miller's daughter. The Miller's daughter. The Miller- that's right. I remember that. It was the well, Miller's daughter. The rumble and and there was yeah, like yeah, and seconds Cora, of rumble and they were all pissed off. Right, yeah. and I was like, oh no 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 no, this this is a wonderful episode. And even though Belle's only in one scene, it's uh, an amazing amazing scene, and yeah. this, it's a great episode. And I still think it's a great episode. Um, mm-hmm. Angela says it drives her crazy when people get up in arms about spoilers that haven't even aired yet. And, you know, people yeah. send me spoilers all the time. My mailbox is full of them. And I mm-hmm. kind of, like, look for a second. And I was like, I don't, I want to be surprised. I really do yeah. like to be surprised. Now, I'll get a screener, well, and, of course, I'll watch that. But that's different because then you're seeing everything in context. Right. Um, right. right. So, I completely um, agree. And there's a debate of what constitutes a spoiler and how long you're supposed to wait. I mean, for instance, last week, the good wife had a major, they killed a main character who'd been there since the beginning and people were tweeting about it as it happened. So they were watching in real time. So some people might not consider that spoilers, but West coast people got really upset. Yeah, West coast coast people spoiled it on Twitter. So, you know, there's a real debate about what constitutes a spoiler and when it's uh, legit to to post it online. And and I got a lot of well, I just feel like, you know, if you are on the West Coast and you don't want to know what's going on and you're on Twitter, get off of Twitter. Get off of Twitter. <laughs> get off of Twitter. You know what, you may, yeah, that's true, but you may want to be spoiled about some things and not about something huge. So I, you know, I, well, call, I kind that, of always, when people tweet me spoilers, and when people tweet me spoilers while while they're watching, and I know it hasn't been. I have, what I did. <laughs> yeah, well, well, you know, there's some episodes that are advertised as this is going to be a big episode. This is going to be something huge. And then something like The Good Wife, where it was not advertising, came out of nowhere. You know, it's hard to harder to avoid because you don't know. And it was on, right. That was on Once Upon a Time, and I think everyone was shocked. Yeah, oh, I mean, yeah, last that, night. Yeah, absolutely. Oh my gosh, it, and and I'm everyone like, was shocked. And and I had all these people were tweeting me about it, and I was like, guys. I have like over 4,000 people on my Twitter feed. Please don't put them out there for my readers. <laughs> and I did. I was just like, it was just so shocking. I was like, oh my God. I mean, I was freaking out. I still can't believe they have to be able to reverse this. That's all there is to it. I, I, I yeah. well, believe they're not. They said they're not. This is real. Let's, let's, 
Katie, let's get this in a second. Katie, let me go back in the chat room. Katie says the other day there were a couple of girls out near the Hannibal set and watched filming, and they were told not to reveal spoilers, and they did anyways. Well, you know, you can't control that. Um, you, they don't sign an NDA. We as journalists right. sign an implicit NDA, non-disclosure mm-hmm. agreement, by right. accepting materials that are released before the public gets them. Mm-hmm. We are bound by non-disclosure agreement. Um, and in if fact, we don't, we won't get those anymore. <laughs> that's right. Yeah. HBO sends out its um, screeners, and they're always on DVD, and they're amazing. You want a DVD? Yeah. By 10 o'clock the next morning, it's at my door. Um, Right. But one of the things that they do is they encode the DVDs with a watermark. Right. A lot of them are doing that these days. Yeah. So you You can can find out who spoiled it. Yep. You can find out who spoiled it. And um, ABC does the same thing. Um, they, encode, they encode their screeners. And in fact, when I'm, you're watching it, it's like it says my email address right across the top of it. So if there's right. a screenshot <laughs> that comes we out, it's going to be annoying, but yeah. They're going to know who I am. Yeah, I know, especially when it covers. That's for all of Mad Men. It wasn't just my email, it was like five watermarks that stay there the whole time. It was a little frustrating. Yeah, yeah well, that's like HBO. CBS <laughs> does that too. Um, a lot of the networks do that. Um, Fox doesn't. But Fox only lets you watch, uh, although you can always ask for more, Fox only lets you watch three times, and then you have to ask for more, like Oliver Twist. Um, So um, let's see. And Angela says, I prefer not to be spoiled, but don't have the patience to avoid them at all. I remember back in the day of X-Files, on Sunday morning, there was a satellite feed. And somebody would watch the satellite feed, and there was a site that you could go to that had a blow-by-blow recap, just in text, of the entire episode that was going to air that night. You're kidding. Oh, my oh God. yeah. And I would, like, I'd be, I was teaching on Sunday morning, and I'd wake up at, like, 7 a.m., and it's like I'd freak out if it wasn't there. Like, no, I have to wait till I get back from teaching. Um, but I would sit, and I was like, oh, my God. And See, so I, and I, I, and I love that. Just does it. Well, I watched, like, I, I would just look at the TV guide thing. I wasn't, yeah. but I wasn't on the internet or anything back then, really. I, I mean, was. I was just watching I it was, all unfold. And I was, I was big. on the internet. I was thinking about this the other day. I was actually on the internet back, gosh, it must be really windy out. My door is banging. It's like 70 oh. degrees here. It's so nice. Um, the um, but I was on the internet in the late '80s, before there actually was an internet. There yeah. was uh, there were all these little services like CompuServe and Delphi and something else. GE had something too, and you could actually go on and you can be in, in um, not chat rooms but on Usenet groups, and that was kind mm-hmm. of like pre-internet days. And uh, so I would do that. I would go on to talk about James Bond. Isn't that is that like so strange? That's find funny. other oh people. Gosh. Find other find other T. Dalton James Bond fans. And because I didn't have any, <laughs> I didn't know anybody. So um, that's just, too funny. You know. I remember so. I was I I worked for Criminal Defense, you know, and it, it was just in the early early ages of stages. I was interning, 
actually at the public de- at the public defender's office as an investigator. And I just remember it was like 1994, 95, something like that. And they were it, it was just now doing the whole chat box thing or the chat rooms. And I remember having to oh the AOL chat rooms. Yeah, the AOL mm-hmm. and all that. It was just, it, it's like, oh, my God, I was oh, all man. confused. I was like, anyway, well, it was interesting. I got to investigate that, but anyway. <laughs> well, you know, the AOL chat thing. when I first started watching House back in um, the first season, I didn't watch it from the beginning. I think I started with, like, episode eight or something or episode 12. Mm-hmm. Maybe it was, like, mid-season. And um, I absolutely had to get my hands on the earlier episodes. And of course, you couldn't. There was no such right. thing as, you know, streaming then. So there were, I, I met this person in a um, house chat room who was a graduate student at, the, in, at Indiana University. And she mm-hmm. had them. And she uploaded them via That's AOL so cool. chat. It took <laughs> one episode. One episode took yeah. 15 hours to Holy upload. Holy crap. Fifteen oh hours. That I would just be dying. I can't. I can't handle it if it takes more than like you know two three minutes. Yeah. And now it's like <laughs> boom, boom, boom. So but let's let's end. And oh, one more nostalgia thing that even goes further back. So guess what? I might be doing. I might be doing what? a phone. I might be doing a phone interview with a couple of the monkeys. Oh yeah. And I don't mean <laughs> I don't mean the flying monkeys. I, I hey, want hey, to clarify this. I I do not mean the flying <laughs> monkeys. I mean. Like the monkeys with the double E, like the monkey, Vicky Dolan, yeah, they're on tour. Yeah, they're going on tour. Um, Michael Nesmith um, and Mickey Dolenz and um, Peter Tork, and uh, we're trying to set up an interview. That's so, so cool. Um, I yeah, I tried to catch Michael Michael Nesmith the last time he was on tour, and we kept missing connections and. Um, it never ended up working out, so it's like, okay, we're going to get them this time. But I got the up two, uh, which we can do by phone and not by email. So, um, so that'll be kind of fun. Okay, so I want to say a couple things about Hannibal. Hannibal, Hannibal, Hannibal was, uh, oh, my gosh. Um, did did either of you guys see Hannibal? I know. No, I haven't been watching it. <gasps> oh. Maybe I'm you're not caught up. You always do. I'm sorry. It is one of my favorite shows, but right now there's a lot of things ending, so I'm catching up on the other stuff I'm behind on. Oh, man. Right. Oh, man. Oh, man. Oh, man. Um, I was caught up for Helix's finale. The 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 ending of the episode, I think, I think, finally, Hannibal is, um, is, is found by someone who actually is alive um, because um, well, that's good. he's that's getting, good. he's that getting, you didn't need him? well, he's, no, he's not, he's, he, he couldn't, um, I can't really explain. I can't really explain without spoiling it. Anyway, watch it. It's really good. I love where it's going. It's really eerie. And Katie says, um, a freaking amazing, but so sad, extremely sad. One of my favorite characters on the show was um, was murdered by Hannibal, and she was caught with him, like almost like a microtome, like in a in a in a biology lab where you're dissecting. You know, you're making slices to mm-hmm. uh, 
examine something. I mean, they took her whole body, and he microchomed it. And uh, but I think they're yeah. really onto him now. So I'm really like, yes, yes, yes. Um, yeah, Katie says anything else would give it away. Yes, I will not say anything else. Uh, so that was really good. I, I blame Jimmy for getting me hooked on that show, and now I am hooked on that show. So blame or think? I mean, come on. It was. It's really good. It's really good. Um, so did, body. You didn't, neither of you watch The Walking Dead? You guys didn't see it? Of course I watched The Walking Dead. Oh, yeah, The Walking Dead he watched, but not... Uh... Walking Dead I wrote a weekly column for. Okay, Well, yeah, Point but what taken. did you think of it? What did you think? Um, I, I think that Rick is back. Rick is um, back. No, this baby. is Rick because we've never seen him before. This is the culmination of four years into the hero that he is. And at the end of the episode, when he's locked in a cage without a weapon, I was scared of yeah. him and all of those other people are going to die. <laughs> I was scared of him. He bit that other guy's neck. I couldn't believe it. I was like, what is this? Is this it was pretty a zombie. Yeah. It was pretty, but there was a rotate son. So. Yeah, and I, I mean, I think it's all come kind of full circle now. But I'm dying to know why are they in this? I don't understand why they're in the train car. Cannibals. Like, why did they? They're, they're cannibals. They were signs that, all around. It, seriously, I mean, I thought that at the end, but I'm like, there's no way are they going to really eat them, really? Yeah. Well, uh, if it follows the comics, uh, and I think it will, they keep the humans alive as livestock because they don't have refrigeration. And so they'll cut off parts of them while keeping them alive. So they have oh, that's oh my god! They better bust out of there. I'm telling and you. And I think that's probably already in pieces. That's my did guess. You see, that's my did prediction. you see the Talking Dead afterward? Because finally Andrew yep. Lincoln finally appeared, and he was like the very last line was, "They don't know who they're screwing with." But he wanted. I mean, why well, don't know why yeah. they wouldn't allow him to say? Because I think at that point he should have said, "F." You know, they, they don't. Cable, they don't have to listen to the FCC. They do right. it voluntarily. So yeah, yeah, well, they know, they know, they know, they know. They should have said it. They should have said okay. it. I agree. So, um, speaking of horrific endings of things, um, yes. did did you either of you guys watch the finale of Helix? Yes. Yes, I did. It's mm-hmm. been and renewed. I'm, it's coming like, back next year. The- uh-huh. It is coming back next year. Yeah, I was so happy. I saw that at the end. I'm like, oh, thank God, Felix is coming back. So I guess we bugged him enough. I kept uh-huh. sending him tweets. I kept yeah, sending sci-fi tweets back. and stuff. Um, so that wow, was, so what wow. What, what an ending. Holy moly. So, so I'm wondering, though, if... I'm wondering if Julia was in it from the beginning. Well, that's what I don't you understand. You think so? She's do you think so? Like, I don't know. Though. She played so it so good. Give, uh, once you give Alan the canister, when she shoved him out of the chopper. That's right. true. But how, I mean, unless she's posing. Yeah, I, I think or she whatever has, I don't know what's happened to her in the 280 days, but I don't think she was with them when we saw her in the snow. No, but she is now. She is now, but or, now we don't or, know if she's posing or, or she's, she's been brainwashed or, she's posing. or blackmailed. Or, yeah, or she's There's posing. a number of, yeah. But now well, I the, don't trust the brother now either, even oh, though he no. supposedly is helping. Oh, no, the brother's bad completely. No, 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 no the brother, yeah. I well, agree, why, the brother's a bad guy. Why does he trust him? I just don't get. I mean, brother, and he's guilty. He feels guilty yeah. because he's, you know, a Peter's right. second best. 
So, um, you know, Alan wants to kind of trust him maybe more than he should. Um, But that that narcissist has been very good at covering his tracks. It's not like Alan has clues that he's ignoring. And um, the virus is out. You know, the the world, I mean, it's going to be killing people. Who the hell knows? It's going to be scary. Well, and now, and and the girl is now in the helicopter. He took the girl. So how are we going to get her back? I love that they brought back Jerry Ryan's head for that climax. Oh, my God. That was just. His mother. Oh, my God. It was his mother. I know. I know. The mother. It was so good. I'm so happy they're bringing it back, though, because I was just like, no, they can't cancel it. So at least we didn't, yeah. so we did nothing, we haven't heard anything about Almost Human then. Is it a done deal that it's not coming back, or we don't yeah, know? No, 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 no. The last I heard was that it is a possibility that it was coming back. It's on the bubble, but Fox has already made most of their decisions. So yeah. it's a it's long novel. shot, but it's a possibility. Uh, right, I mean, well, Rake is gone. I mean, Rake is going to be gone. Yeah, I mean, it's not unprecedented that it would get a second season. I mean, Dollhouse, everybody was sure it was going to be canceled, but it got a second season from five. Right. So you never know, but right now it's not looking good. Well, I say if they're not going to bring Almost Human back, give the money to Sleepy Hollow and let Sleepy Hollow do more than 13 episodes. That's they don't why want to, though. Like, they want to keep the creative, I know. the high quality. I know. It's so frustrating. I mean, I know. I'd rather they do 13 awesome episodes than 22 watered down. Yeah, and, and I think like that they... Sort of like The Walking Dead is also, you know, they only yeah. do experiments. Well, it's and I think, that I think that's becoming more of a trend, and I think it's smart. Yeah. It's smart. People are demand. I mean, back in the day when, you know, you did 26 to 28 episodes a year. Yeah. And you had summer reruns or summer replacement. Um audiences weren't as demanding for, for good quality, right. excellent stuff. You went to the movies now with cable and with, with HBO their series and the and PBS. I mean, those are all short forms. Those are all mm-hmm. 10 episodes, 11 episodes, eight episodes, 13 episodes right. done. And they can write them all in advance. They know where it's going. They know where it's ending. It's, 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 I said this a couple of years ago that it's really like the British system where someone yeah. commissions a series, they send the creators off. They said, okay, write your script, get it all done. Then we'll cast it and film it. So it's done. It's, it's a, it's done. It's not a never ending. Where are we going? And I think it leads to much better storytelling and so I think you're seeing that a lot, um, you know, obviously on, on cable, but also right. over the last couple of years, uh, beginning to see it on network TV. And I think a really, really good example of that on network TV is, um, is Sleepy Hollow. Um, yeah. Mm-hmm. Is Almost Human. Um, mm-hmm. It took a while for it to get its footing. It probably could have used an extra episode or two to sort of get its footing. Um, but I think also this season you're seeing it on Once Upon a Time. How's that for segue, guys? Yeah. <laughs> yes, great segue. I love it, how they're doing it this year, and they need to just continue mm-hmm. doing it because we got, we, we, we've got we got two great stories, 11 episodes, yeah. back-to-back, 
you're able to follow it. You know, there's yep. none of this, this. I hate that. I know I was telling you yesterday, I think, yeah, the originals and the Vampire Diaries aren't coming back till April 15th now. They came back for like four episodes and then they're gone again. It's just frustrating because, you know, you're trying to get into the story and stuff and then they just break and then you got to go back and remind yourself. Well, well I think it's made for better stories, too, because they have this finite arc that they're, you know, right. working towards in the structure. I think this is yeah, exactly. stronger than the first. Too. I think that's really, really smart. And I think one of the things is, you know, when I was, and I know this is just for myself, when I was watching one TV show, like I was watching House, and I really wasn't watching much of anything else. Mm-hmm. Um, it, I, you know, they'd go on these long hiatuses, and I would go nuts. But yeah. now there's so much good stuff. I, you know, we were talking before about what Sunday night looks like. I mean, my Sunday it's night so packed. is going to be you know, Once Upon a Time, followed by Game of Thrones, followed by Silicon Valley, followed by this, you know, that's three hours of TV. Our Friday night, my, my DVR is recording three things at 10 o'clock on Friday nights now. Yeah. It's recording Bill My TiVo can record four things at once. And okay, on Sunday mine. nights at 9, I'm rescheduling HBO and Showtime stuff for later in the evening because I already have my four. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Now, I have my... Like, I, I've got... Well, I was, well, I'm watching Once Upon a Time, Resurrection, Revenge, Believe is awesome, Game of Thrones. Um, what else? There's something... There's one other one, too. I can't, I don't know. Anyway, Sundays are hard. And Fridays... I mean, my Friday... Nine o'clock on Friday. Now that now that Helix is over, um, not as much. But, but Bill Maher on Friday, and all of a sudden I've got a bunch of stuff recording on Friday. I know. I was I had Bill Maher, which I love, and I usually end up watching. Oh, it I love Bill Maher. I always love Bill Maher. Um, mm-hmm. And then uh, Helix, which ran over because yeah. the finale was longer than forty two right. minutes. And I thought it was like going to be a double episode because this is a now the finale, and it was like. Right. They should have given us a double episode. Um, Yeah. And and then I had, uh, and then, of course, Hannibal. So everything is at 9 o'clock. Katie says, Rake had so much potential, but Fox wasn't really sure what to do with it. I so agree. This is what I think. Cancellation bingo. It's what? Cancellation bingo. The cancellation there on Twitter. Has yeah. cancellation bingo about all the pe- reasons people complain that things get canceled. It's really funny. He's kind of snarky, and he makes fun of all the people that start Save Your Show campaigns because uh-huh. they really do no good ever. But yeah. it's really funny. I love that he stuff like that. He's always like bingo. What's well, Jericho? <laughs> it, it, uh, it may have contributed Jericho, but look in the history of television and you can count on one hand the time. I know. It, it doesn't. It doesn't. It doesn't Star work. Trek. I think it did. I think Star it did Trek. Star Trek. Back yes, it did. Yes, it did. And Jericho. And that's pretty much it. And Jericho it with the nuts, yeah. But that's about it. That's pretty much it. True. Well, you know, the thing with Rake, okay. So Rake really tried to promote itself as House, if House was a lawyer. And that uh-huh. was a really bad mistake. Yeah. Because uh-huh. it, the, the expectations for intelligent drama about an uber smart guy who has an issue, has a, an emotional issue with a certain amount of humor, but not being the full focus of it. And people like kind of looked at it. It's like, okay, Fox and Greg Kinnear and everyone loves Greg Kinnear. 
Um, right. He's as affable as Hugh Laurie is. And, um, and I was like, okay, that could work. And it was, he, it was it was Greg Kinnear. Me. I mean, I it was know. like literally Greg Kinnear playing every other character that Greg Kinnear has ever played. Yeah, I just and think they lost sight. Like they didn't have it. They're not, they weren't targeted enough. With they didn't have it. a focus. They, focus. they did not have. Yeah, they did not have a focus. They did not have a point. What's the point? What are you trying right. to tell us? This is a, this is a show about a character. What are you trying to tell us about this character? And they never went there. So um, I think, you know, I took it off my DVR. Katie says, there will never be another house. Sorry. And you are so (laughs) right. So right. Oh, I was so excited because um, when I was interviewing Zach Woods, I I was talking about the synergy between acting and writing. And um, so I I was talking about house. And he's like, oh, yeah, I'm like a real fan. I said, oh, I wrote a really good book about it. He's like, you're kidding. Where can I get it? Cool. <laughs> you might write that for you. Um, anyone wants to buy the book? Oh, it's sold out at the Amazon. So you have to wait a couple of days because there was a run. Oh my gosh, there was a run on my. Does that mean we're going to get volume two? What? Does that mean we're going to get volume two if they sell out of volume one? Well, they have to run out of them. I mean, Amazon oh. ran out of them. That doesn't mean my publisher has run out of them. Uh, okay. <laughs> Once my publisher. Wait, there's runs a, out there's a, Somebody buys books other than from Amazon? Well, my published now, see what happens is, this is what happens. Amazon has X number of copies, and usually they keep mm-hmm. about 10 or 12 or 15 on hand. And then mm-hmm. when it gets, they could just, like, stay there. And then all of a sudden, there's, like, it's on some network doing reruns. And all of a sudden, it's like, oh, there were six. Oh, now there are five. Now there are four. Now there are none, and so they have to scramble to get the copies back, and they actually get those copies from a publisher. So who keeps them warehoused? Um, they're part of Independent Publishers Group, IPG, which is located here in Chicago, um, which is mm-hmm. part of Chicago Review Press, and uh, it's like a big consortium, and they, because my publisher's in Canada, they um, keep copies of it uh, here and uh, in the States. Um, the fact that it's in Chicago is completely coincidental to my living there. Um, but so Amazon gets it from them. So um, it goes from my publisher's warehouse to Amazon. And uh, so when they run out of those copies, then we might be seeing a volume two. I keep telling people that I really want to write a volume two and self-publish it. Because I'm not sure I'm going to have the time, not with blog critics um, being yeah. in my slightly nervous hands. Well, maybe maybe once it gets really going well, you know. Yeah, and it is. I mean, we're you know we're still we're, um, guys actually look for a press release coming out tomorrow or the next day, so we'll be all over the media. Yay! Um, but yeah, I mean, it's it's really all consuming. I probably am spending where I was spending ten, twelve hours a day working on my novel when I was writing it. I'm spending easily ten hours a day on blog critics whether it's editing or writing or tweaking or publicizing or, you know, it's, it's really intense. Um, but so it's cool. It's cool. So let's talk about once upon a time for the last 45 minutes of the show, the last half of the show. Um, um, right. I did segue and then I lost the segue. 
who hit. Well, then we were like, t- I don't know how we got, we got off topic. Well, we were talking about. Um, we always get off topic. And shows. <laughs> you know what else we do? We always get off topic. Um, oh, I want to recommend one more show. Sorry. Um, so we started watching it. If you do you like stand up comedy? Mm-hmm. Sometimes it depends on who it is. So on funny. Showtime, on Showtime, uh, do you know who David Steinberg is? The comic David mm-hmm. Steinberg. He has uh, an interview show that um, interviews stand-up comics. And so he's interview- he interviewed Eric Idle, which was really good. He interviewed Don Rickles. He interviewed Jerry Seinfeld. And oh, it's really cool. it's good. Uh, Gary Marshall. Um, so these little half-hour shows. Um, it's been on for like, I want to say this is the third or fourth season. So I'm watching it on, on demand. Like oh these are really good because I'm a I'm a big David Steinberg fan I have a whole collection of his uh, his comedy um, I've been a fan of his since the days of the Smothers Brothers I know I'm dating myself now um, speaking of the 60s and the monkeys and all that but the Smothers Brothers show uh, was the birthplace of so much great talent um, but anyway and and groundbreaking for comedy really trap traversing from one era to another. Um, anyway, so let's talk about Once Upon a Time. Wow. What a great episode. It was really good. Mm-hmm. Yeah, much better than last week. Yes. Um, boy, that's Alina. I, I, I tell I you. I thought Peter Pan was a nasty person. No, Green needs to be greenified. I don't know, man. She needs her oh, muffins now. I don't think I can wait till the end of the season for this. She's she's on my last nerve already. Well, it already um, seems like they're heading for the showdown. Like they haven't played around. They've gotten through finding out what's happening really quickly. I know. Yeah. But okay. I'm but surprised. here's the here's the the monkey wrench, so to speak. The monkey wrench is that she's got Rumpel's beautiful brain, as she yeah. as she puts it. Scarecrow, much right? She's got mm-hmm. his brain. right, right. I got that one right. Um, she's got his brain, and she controls him and his darkness. I don't like. It. And how long? I mean, he's really holding out against. I, he's he's I suffering. He was. But, I think he's. Not going to be able to hold out now that, that Neil's out of his head, right? Because he, the voices were keeping him not sane, <laughs> but they were keeping him angry. Insanity was keeping him in control, right. right? And now she's got full control of him. And that scene where he's walking back, where he walks back into his cell. Oh, oh my God. Thing. I was like, oh, my God, he was like a dejected little boy going back to his, I was just, no. Like, I just wanted to say, can't he just rip that dagger out of her hand, for God's sake? I just kept he thinking, can't. come on, just grab it, grab she it. Tried. I know, I know, I know. It's just well, frustrating. Well, it's heartbreaking that he gave up the dagger to save Neil, and then Neil still yeah. died anyway. I know. Yeah. And like, I know. He, had let, he could have gotten kept the dagger back in the Enchanted Forest. Right. right. And he gave it, it up to save his son. Um, for, for once, because see, would he have done that like years before? Probably not. He wouldn't no, have but that after proves everything that, that he's been through. Rumpel as we know him and not, not broken Dark One Rumpel. 
Right. Oh, and Angela says this is the first time since he became the dark one that uh, he has yeah. been in someone else's control. And that's totally. true. That's mm-hmm. true. And I just, um, I just he did not know, like it at all. Right. And uh, it's, it's, uh, but I'll tell you, I mean, what meaty stuff is that for Carlisle to play? Oh, I know. And mm-hmm. He was brilliant as always. I now, mean, yet another incarnation of the character. How many different incarnations of this character has he created? It's oh, my God. It's incredible. 17? <laughs> Seventeen to six incarnations thus far. So far. <laughs> Are you guessing? Prime number time. Yeah, I you pulled guess? that out of thin air. Pulled that out of <laughs> That's what I thought. I'm gonna okay, I'm gonna actually okay, this is a challenge. I'm going to write an article tomorrow, since I'm off this week from everything but my blog critic stuff. And um I am going to write uh an article that details all of the personalities of Rumpelstiltskin. Oh, that's a good, that's a good cool. idea. That's a good idea. On its own. Now, don't anyone beat me to it, because it's going to take me a couple yeah. of days to write. I'll have it up by 7 a.m. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Just I'm kidding. writing right <laughs> now. Just kidding. <laughs> I write very fast. Um, so, but that was, wow. And, okay, so what was in... Um, what was in that orange juice, guys? Yes, I'm dying in a... Well, I don't know. I'm like yelling at the set, don't drink the orange Don't drink, don't it. drink the orange you, juice. I didn't, I didn't like, take anything of the orange juice, to be honest. Oh, I did. Oh, she doctored oh, it. Oh, no, there's a purpose. She flew her ass over there so quickly to deliver this orange juice to her. I'm dying to know. Okay, obviously she wants... Snow's baby, but why? Mm-hmm. Like, why? what is her ulterior motive? We don't see it. We haven't seen that yet. I mean, all we know is that she's jealous of Regina and she thinks that Regina got everything and she didn't get anything and she has had a hard life and so now she's causing, wreaking all this havoc, but what is the underlying reason that she wants Snow's baby? I'm just like, I cannot she figure wants, this out. She wants something she wants it something has, that Rumple has sought that. that has sought his whole life, but has never had. And I'm wondering. Okay, mm-hmm. I'm wondering if it might be a second chance to start over with a child. Well, I'm not even completely convinced there's a regular child in there, or if there is, it's biologically snow and charming. It could very well what? not be. Why do you why do you, no see that didn't even occur to me. I mean, I was just thinking the the baby's going to be magical, super uber magical is my thinking. Uh, I, I, at this point, I'm wondering if Zelina put it in there, and I don't know if it's a baby or a curse or a spell or something. I, who knows? What maybe Rumpel maybe it'll come out green skinned. Well, what would Rumpel what would Rumpel have been looking for his whole life? Has driven him from day one is getting Bay back, which he but that's did not get his, back. But that's not his mm-hmm. whole life, and he got Bay back. Love, no, he well, found, to not be a coward. Love. Well, that's the other thing. But he he you has know, his he's, courage. He's yeah, one of he the most. He only has cur- his courage, but he only has it with the dagger. He doesn't have. He doesn't uh-huh. have it. He doesn't have it inherently. Even even after everything that he sacrificed, I mean, his whole 
his he his reputation is his father was a coward. He's a coward. Right. I mean, and 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 if he doesn't have the dagger, he's still just a coward. I mean, in 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 everyone's well, I, eyes. That no, I don't think that's unless, true at all. I think giving up the dagger made him courage. It was a sign of courage. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That was a huge sign of courage for him to give up, to willingly give up something that makes him powerful. Well, that's, um, that's true. hugely courage. That's true. So I don't, I don't think it's courage. I mean, that I definitely know. would be on high on the list, but I don't think that would be. I don't think it would be it. Um, oh, well, we think it would be. It's true love. I mean, he has no, it. He has love. it with Belle. The ruby slippers. <gasps> the ruby Ooh, slippers. Oh, the ruby slippers. Wait a minute. Something he's sought his whole life, but never. But how does the baby have to do with? That's what I. I just, with the ruby slippers. So what is it? Okay, know. our Oz, our Oz expert here. <laughs> what do the ruby slippers do? Well, first of all, it would be silver slippers because they don't have the rights. MGM has the rights to the ruby in the book. It was silver. Okay. So they would be silver slippers. <laughs> they would be silver slippers if they're going to do them at all. But I don't know. I'm racking my brain, and I am not coming up with something. So the slippers get you home, right? That's the whole idea. Well, the slippers the- actually give you great power, not just get you home. Okay. Right, because remember, the Wicked Witch wanted them, and Linda said to Dorothy, she wouldn't want them so much unless, you know, there was great power to them, and, and she even said the Wicked Witch would say, you know, I must have those slippers, you know, because then she'll be the most powerful in Oz. And so so maybe the the baby has something, it's sort of the holy grail here with all the power. And if she gets the baby that is made of true love, it's going to be ultimate. So it's sort of like a mini Emma almost. Because Emma, remember, is magic. You know, she is magic. Remember that. And came right. from Charming and Snow. And so maybe, maybe that's, that's what, why she wants the baby so bad. And the baby represents the, quote, red slash silver slippers, possibly. But How? Well, like just in the so... fact that it, that it's got that it's all powerful that it that that, that who that whoever has you know the baby in possession of the baby or is it's a it, the baby is is magically is, is charged the and is it, is the slippers yeah and she can <gasps> okay she can wield the baby fashion you know what I mean she can uh, raise the baby to be another image of herself which would True. give her that much more power. So I just got a bunch of pictures from ABC. Okay. For the episode, uh, next week's episode, which I, guys, you'll see them tomorrow. I promise. I will put up a really nice gallery. Um, and we have pictures of Neil's funeral. Uh. I was Very sad. I cannot even believe that they killed him off. I mean, I'm sure that they're they're going to do this whole Captain Swan thing. But then I was thinking too. Remember, all of the monkeys are actually people. Were people before mm-hmm. they turned into monkeys? So maybe so once she's defeated, the Wicked Witch is 
defeated, everyone will go back to their former self. Yeah. But I don't think they'll bring Beyonce back. But I don't think they'll bring the old. They can't bring the old. They've done so many. I'm bringing back the dead guy. Well, and Michael Michael Raymond James has confirmed he's no longer with the cast. Okay. So there you have it, guys. Well, that's really weird. And the creators confirmed. The creators confirmed his death was intended to be permanent. I don't like this. So I'm I'm looking. He was going to be a series regular this season. Why did they do that then? You know what? It's a big Uh, cast. It's a big cast. I'm looking uh, at a picture right now with um, that's Zelina and Rumpel looking like he's half dead. Um, uh, And his hand is up as if he's conjuring something. Oh, this is good. This is exciting. And then I have another picture. Oh, my gosh, there's lots of pictures here. And I've got another picture of Zelina wielding Rumpel's dagger and with a big smile on her face. And Rumpel standing (laughs) in the background just sort of like a scarecrow. I mean, really uh, like sort of shoulders droop, like a scarecrow. Good uh, metaphor. Good, Good acting metaphor. Um, so I will I'll be publishing those tomorrow. I love rum. I love that Bell outed Lumiere and his lies. Oh, I loved that. Mm-hmm. I just thought that was great. I love that scene. That was oh, awesome. And we, have, and, and we now have a timestamp on when yes, the library was created. It was only a couple of years before the South. That which means Rebel was only locked up for a brief time, which was, was something only we locked up before. So maybe a year at the most. Mm-hmm. Yep. So he wasn't locked up as long as I thought he'd been locked up. Right. It was uh, a relatively short time. So I have a press release for next week's show. Should I read it? Yes. I think you should. So, hang on. It's not easy being green, which I love that. <laughs> it says, Zelina challenges Regina to a fight to the death and reveals their familiar connect, familial connection. Neil is laid to rest. And in the land of Oz, in the past, a jealous Zelina asks the wizard to send her to fairy tale land after discovering that she has a sister. With Rumpel still Yeah. With Rumpelstiltskin as her slave, Selena challenges Regina to a fight and shocks the evil queen with a reveal of their connection. Uh, meanwhile, Zelina da, 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 discovering she has a sister, and Rumpelstiltskin is training her to become a powerful force to be reckoned with. Damn, mm. it's all Rumpel's fault. <laughs> If he yeah. had a we wouldn't be Well, here. you know, I'm wondering, and part of me wonders if Rumpel's inability to have a happy ending to anything, no matter what he does at this point, is almost like he did such a terrible thing with this curse that, yes, he did it out of love and out of wanting to be reunited with his son and regret. But the impact that curse had was so deep. Yeah. No matter how much he's redeemed himself and why he did what he did, maybe he can never have a happy ending. 
Oh, I don't want to see that because maybe that's the his happy ending is Belle. I look at it this way though: his happy ending is Belle, and I think Belle's going to be the one to get get that dagger away from Greeny, and she's going to be the hero in the whole thing and and get him released. That's what I I think. And I think that would be a really nice bookend for uh, the beginning of Belle's story because we haven't had her. She's not been the hero. I mean, not the big hero. And I think that that's where this is going. She's smart. And um, and Angela agrees, yes, I think Belle is going to be the hero. Um, So we have two heroes. We have two heroes in the family. We have. um, Yeah. So, okay. So, Regina, uh, Jimmy, did you catch the Oz reference in something Regina mentioned or said? Um, I don't know. What, What was it? So when she's talking to Robin Hood, which I'm glad they're they're together, and and, and I kind of like things. them together. I did, even though I was against. I it, but... I do too. I do too. So this is what she said. Hang on one second. Let me pull up the arc. I actually made this quote. Um, you know, you know me. I'm obsessed with trying to figure out who's who. You know mm-hmm. who the sigils are uh, for all the um, the real Oz characters because we know we're playing it out, sort of. Um, By the way, guys, go to blogcritics.org and vote on this week's episode. I have this really cool new star voting thing. So go on and check it out. Um, So this is what I said. Um, Hold on, hold on. I'm zipping down through it. Um, I love the idea that last week I've been trying to fi- – oh, since last week I've been trying to figure out which Once Upon a Time characters represent the characters we know and love or hate from The Wizard of Oz. Last week I speculated that the Scarecrow's rumple because he's lost control of his mind, and Zelina confirms it because she tells him this week that she is quite in possession of his beautiful brain. Ta-da. David is the cowardly lion, and although we've now uh, – although we've not seen any sign of cowardice, we do know that Selena has his sword, the sigil for David's courage. I believe that Henry is our Dorothy because he continually desires only to go home and leave the surreal environment of Storybrooke, which has to represent for Henry a sort of Oz. But what for Henry is home? Is it New York or is it to be returned family, uh, returned to his, reunited with his family? And I have to wonder if her demise will result in that reunion and Neil's return, which obviously I'm wrong about that. That brings us to the great and powerful Oz. Okay, so Regina said it herself. People know her as the great and terrible evil queen. Now, I know, and and, and I thought that was close enough. Um, Although we meet the the wizard this week. Yeah, she says the great and terrible evil queen. And I... And it says, you know, fear is a good tool to use. So this is my argument. Um, Is it ultimately her mask that falls away to reveal her humanity? Remember, the wizard isn't so much a wizard as a guy who's got a very big mask, a very, very scary Mm -hmm. mask, right? And is it her soulmate Robin Hood that ultimately unmasks her? Regina notes that fear has been an effective tool to maintain her power, something that she and the great and powerful and quite scary Wizard of Oz also has used. But who is the Tin Man um, in the in this tale? 
Yeah, who that's what I can't figure out. What do you think, Who is Jimmy? missing a heart? Who is missing a heart? I, I wonder if that would be Neil, well, whose heart, after all, has now stopped beating. That's what I'm thinking. That's why I say this can't be permanent. They say it's permanent. They'd be just saying that. Could they just be saying that and, you know, I mean, just throw us off? I don't think so. I think they they know they've messed with us enough and they needed to show they were serious and that there is real stakes. Damn. Yeah, I mean, you, I think at some point they sort of have to. I think they really have to do it. Um, Who else is there that, that is – I don't think that then he would be the Tim Man because they all lived. She goes back mm-hmm. to, to Kansas and with the, with the – you know, with – quote, Oz, whatever. Well, remember, and, he's, um, he's a tin woodsman. So, is the woodsman coming back? Oh, my God, please, yes. <gasps> I would love that. <laughs> Amy Dorn. He, he was missing his, Regina had his heart, so. Yes, our he hottie, was. Our hottie huntsman. I'd be up for that. Hey, now, okay, so what do you think, guys? Themselves if they bring Jamie Dornan back because... I don't think they will. Uh, he's he's doing that Fifty Shades of Grey anyway, but... Yeah, he is. But what if they, what if they brought right. him back in a different guise? No, I mean, it's fit. It's fit. It's he's a woodsman, and Regina had his heart. I thought it was the right. huntsman. The huntsman. The huntsman, the woodsman, you know, the they live out I know, the forest. I know. I just, All those forest guys, you know, that wear plaid, mm-hmm. like plaid flannel stuff. Just, I don't know who else it could possibly be, unless it's just somebody that we don't know yet that hasn't been introduced, but pretty much they everybody. Are, they are going for that. I, they have to be, because oh, you can yeah. really strongly identify um, the now, lion gets- and... Henry gets a dog that names it Toto. <laughs> I'll steal it. <laughs> Wouldn't that be funny? That would be too much. No, see, I like mm-hmm. it. I like them keeping it more subtle like this. That that's okay. I like the subtlety. They're not yeah. sort of hitting you over the head with it. Oh, this but... is more subtle than any other fairy tale retelling they've done. I mean, yeah. To really recast these as our main characters, it's it's and never having them been in, in Oz, it's different. Yeah, yeah, it is different for them. But they, I, I, I mean, do you think I'm on the right track here, Jimmy, or am I wrong? I don't know. I really don't. I mean, a large part of me really wants them to show Oz and show those characters differently so that it's not yeah. our main people. But I guess I understand if that's what they're doing. So I don't know. I'm torn. Yeah. Well, I think in because, Oz, I, mean, they I don't. Have- they did it with the Peter Pan thing, though, and I think that's sort of where they're going with it. Like each chapter, whatever yeah. it is. I don't but think Peter they'll Pan show them. a bunch of new characters to fill out those Peter Pan roles, and now they're See, just. And I don't, I don't think that they'll show the characters the same way that they do in Storybook. So I don't think we'll see David in Oz. Right, that's what I'm saying. That's why I'm. That's why I'm but so we'll see, slow to want to cast. We won't. You know, we'll see the, a tin, we'll see the tin and Storybrooke. We'll, we'll see the cowardly lion, I think, but I don't think we'll see David. And we can make our own inferences. Same thing with Rumple. We'll see the scarecrow, but I don't think we'll see Rumple as the scarecrow in Oz. 
I don't know. They may. It could just be that Zelina is trying to kind of cast them in that role because that's somebody she's familiar with and she's drawing the parallels and there could be a different scarecrow that actually lives yes. on it could be right. That's true. And maybe which is kind of what she, I want there to there to be. Well, maybe it's she wants to go home, and that's why she wants know. the ruby slippers. It, oh, 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 oh. Okay. So this is an interesting little twist I'm thinking in my twisty little brain. So for Zelina, Oz is home, right? She can't go back there. Mm-hmm. Right. So in a way, Storybrooke is sort of her Oz. Of course, she has a lot of power. Dorothy didn't. Although Dorothy had a lot Mm -hmm. of power. She just had to figure out how to use it. And Mm -hmm. so just like in the movie, The Wizard of Oz, or the book, the people Uh in Dorothy's life, you know, her her aunt and uncle, her... That's just in the movie. That's not in the book. Okay. Well, in the movie, that always, I mean, that annoyed about, me. the movie is a terrible adaptation. It really oh, is. Oh, stop. Of the movie. I love the movie on its own merits, but it's a terrible adaptation. Okay, so they're, but they're doing the movie, not the books. I mean, they've they got have to the rights to the movie, though. They have to, they, they, I mean, anything they do with the movie, they have to be really vague and off because they don't have the rights for the movie things. They but only the have the rights slippers, for the book. The Ruby Slippers are at Disney World. Yeah, they are, I thought, actually. Because there was, yeah, there was, did Disney buy us? They're, they're at MGM. No, no, MGM. Oz is, uh, okay. Yeah, I, I wasn't MGM aware studio. that they bought the MGM rights. Well, yeah, MGM well, but, has that partnership with Disney for the part of the Disney World, but I thought MGM still had the movie rights separate from Disney. I could they have the Ruby Slippers. They were there. I saw them. Like, the real right. ones. Right, but there's the MGM World in, in Disney World. Yeah, but it's a partnership. Little yeah. cross promotion. I mean, yeah. you know, get go with me here. So, so this okay. is my thing. This is my thinking. She wants the ruby slippers because she wants to go home. She's casting all of these characters based on her real family slash friends back in Oz, and she's got them in Storybrooke, sort of projecting them onto these other characters. Just like Dorothy did mm-hmm. in her dream, right? Right. Mm-hmm. Because it was all a dream in the movie. It was all a dream. Uh, or was yeah. it? <laughs> um, <clears throat> so I'm wondering if Wicked Witch is actually Dorothy. Who? Will, oh, no, uh-huh. but with the Wicked Witch of the West, she want. oh, ah, the Wicked Witch of the West wanted Dorothy's ruby slippers. Right, they belong to her sister. So she right. wants something that Regina has, maybe, that now somebody else has, something that belongs to Regina. Something that belongs to Regina. What does Regina have? Is there something that's a ruby, anything that Regina has that wields power? I that I, She's I got the whole vault of stuff. She's got all kinds right. of stuff. Well, when mm-hmm. she was going through her room and everything, I mean, remember she, she looked at, at a red, uh, it was like a ruby diamond necklace or something, and she just kind of, oh, this could this is worth, you know, blah, 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 and she threw it aside. Well, that's red mm-hmm. and ruby. Maybe that has something to do oh, with it. Oh, it could. 
And Ooh. I keep saying they need to get rid of that green emlet that she has, that brooch that she's been wearing since right. day one. That that I think is the is the source of maybe her power. I mean, without it, she's not been without it since. And you know, I think it's going to be Belle reading up in the library, reading everything, and she's going to figure it all out. And she's going to somehow get the Belle with the I candlestick think, in the library. Yeah, yeah. I, I really do. I think it's that it's going to be and going to feel bad. You know, after knowing what happened and everything, and she's gonna, in present day, she's gonna come across Lumiere and figure that out. You know what I mean? Because that, right. that all happened a year ago. So, but I think that she's going to start researching, and I, I think that I think that there was a purpose for her. Reason why we saw her in that library, and she's gonna be, I think, the one that kind of figures things out and and how to defeat her. And I, I I really think that it's going to be it's got to have something to do with that because the emlet is 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 that brooch that emerald brooch is very key. important and the fact that she she picked up that ruby and diamond uh, necklace that big I think that is something too and maybe she didn't realize that at the time obviously but I think that that might come to play down the line and, and what uh, about what about the necklace that Neil gave Emma. Well, see, I think that that has some significance, but I, I don't know. If it, I don't know. I don't know in what way. I mean, huh. that was the necklace that, what do you think? So Angela says, so when is someone going to try dumping water on Zelina? <laughs> well, then it someone has to. that says, which one is it? You know, who cares which which it is? Well, one you you know, one you uh, drop a house on, the other one you 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 know, right. kill with water. Why hasn't anybody tried that? Well, because they don't uh, know. No, they do know. They talk about it on the show. Chris. Oh, they, they know. They, they talked about it from the very beginning when but, they realized. And that's that we the other be- reason that I thought maybe the Wizard of Oz story already played out with different characters in a different time. Because be. otherwise, how do they know? How do they know? That's true, because they live well, in this know, world. That... Do. This could all be a dream, you realize. I mean, it could, they could be doing this whole thing, and everyone, this big, huge adventure and everything, again, they get rid of the rig, and then, boom, they wake up, and they're in, bed and they're in the enchanted forest. Huh? No, but, but it's in a dream. I mean, but that was the whole thing with the Wizard of Oz. It was a dream. Yeah, it was a dream. I, I hate that part of the movie. I, I really know. did. You know, I really I, did. Because Oz is no so much for Oz to just write it off as a dream I that know. would negate the rest of the series. I know. Hey, listen. I love the movie. I mean, for me, that movie, that first time I saw it in color, mm-hmm. where it went from black and white to, like, the Emerald City is amazing. Um, yeah. It's it's all beautiful and in color. You know, that's a moment in time for me. I mean, that's a really important moment. So that movie, very, very big in my life. So, mm-hmm. yep. Yes, the book. I just, and I have actually first editions. Oh, my God. Are you gosh. jealous? Uh, I don't have any first editions. I'm, ge- I'm I very jealous. The 90s reprints. I have, I have I have first editions with the co- covers, um, illustrated oh, covers. Somewhere. See, I'm that way with Actually. Nancy Drew was my book. Nancy Drew was my, was my, uh, growing up, I had the, uh, the hardback 
Nancy. Me, I was Mrs. I was Mrs. Piggle yeah. Wiggle. Oh, okay. I love Mrs. Piggle Wiggle and the Boxcar Children. Oh, I love the Boxcar funny. Children. I love, love Boxcar children. children. Yeah. Nobody yeah. reads them no, anymore. Was... Now everyone reads R.L. Stein and whoever I else. R.L. Stein as a kid, but Boxcar was better. Boxcar Children were great. Um, I wish I could write children's fiction. I just can't. It's just like there's <laughs> something in me that just, I just can't. My desire to use big words just. I just don't have that skill. I don't have the skill set That's to right. be like mm-hmm. simple. And I just, you know, it's not good or bad. It's just right, I right. don't have that. So do you that think of the apothecary's curse? You're not making a junior novelization version to go with it. No, I no? mean not. Okay. Well, with it seems. I think that torture. would be really hard to do a junior a junior edition of that book. I think yeah, that would be right. With its yeah. scenes of torture, I mean, I could take the yeah. sex out of it because the sex scenes aren't too graphic. They're not oh, graphic at all. How graphic are they? But say. they're not. They're not. They're not actually no. that graphic. Um, but the torture scenes are. And yeah. Galen is all about, you know, his PTSD and always, you know, that period of his life is just always there. So um, that's his tragedy. <laughs> Um, so I don't think I could do a junior novelization of The Apothecary's Curse. Yeah, I don't think it would work. I could do a graphic novel, but not a junior Yeah. Well, so <sighs> I don't know. We're not getting anywhere with our Wizard of Oz uh, in, in you know, front here. I know. So next week, let's talk about next week. All so right. what else? What else about this last night's episode? Um, do we cover everything about what was going on with what? Well, who, um. I love that hug, by the way, between Hook and Balefire. I did, too. It was cute as. I was like, oh, that's right. He raised him almost practically. Right. You know, totally. he took care of him for so And at first I was like, wait a minute, why is he hugging him? I'm like, oh, that's right. And then, you know, when he said, you know, and Bay was like, what are you doing? <laughs> it, was, it was a cute romance moment, I thought. It was. Hook is really trying. I gotta say, he, he is, is trying to be. You he's know, when he said he's over, you know. And I know. But can I just say, he is the only person, the only character in full regalia. I mean, the man needs a pair of jeans, people, or something. <laughs> I don't know, but I mean, it's hilarious to me that he is the only character in in either land, in any land that they've ever been in, he's in the same outfit. He's going to be like a freaking Ichabod Crane on Sleepy Hollow. He's I always have a uniform he, on. He can always say he's going to Comic-Con. Yes. Well, yeah, that's true. Or the Ren Fair. That's true. That's true. But, you know, but Huge still, I mean, I'm just like, and not only that, they were in they were in the scenes where, um, where they were, Really cold, where it was really cold outside, you know, where they were filming. I was just like, oh my god, he's got his, his chest is open. Yeah, he's fine. It, I, it just cracks me up that they, that they haven't they haven't deviated from that costume nope. yet at and all. And there has whatsoever. to be a reason. There, there must be a reason. I mean, he's he's I, one of the he's one of the he's one of the only characters that um, has been able to traverse really um, easily you know, all between the realms. Worlds. Right. But even Rumple, we see him in different outfits, different versions of of Rumple. You know, you got gold. You know, Hook is just Hook. I love his I mean, outfit. Even though, oh. 
I do too. I mean, you know, but I'm just saying, it was just funny. I was just like, oh my gosh. It just, just cracked us. me up. It's just us. Jimmy went to sleep, I think. <laughs> oh, Jimmy. Good night, Jimmy. <laughs> Good night, He's Jimmy. like, I'm done. <laughs> yeah, well, he usually he usually hangs around till nine, but um, he he left because he, he stayed later. Early, so. Yeah, that was cool. And then to stay later, at least. But yeah, so I I don't know. I'm I'm really trying to. I wish we could figure out, you know, exactly where this is all going. Usually, it's a little bit more telling by now. I mean, even 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 the Only. first part of the season, you know, we could kind of figure out and navigate where they're going with this. I'm completely confused as to what they're doing with this. Like, where is this all going? What is she doing? And, you know, why is she doing this? And, you know, it really hasn't been, it hasn't been, I mean, it's been four, what are we, four episodes in, three episodes in? I mean, usually it's a little more clear. And it's just not, which is great, but I'm just Five episodes. I mean. Uh, 12, 13, 14, four episodes in. We're four Four episodes episodes in. So yeah, so um, normally, you know, okay, I can sort of see where they're going with it, but I'm, we're I'm not confused. we're not even we're not even at the midpoint yet. So I know. Um, well, what did you think about the fact Emma doesn't want to ever tell Henry the truth? Like, doesn't want his does. memory to come back. Right. I she was does upset about that. She does at the end. She does. Well, at the she end. wanted. She just wanted him to remember his father. His father was a good but, guy. But he, but you know, ultimately she kept saying, "Oh, well, I think it's better if we just go." You know, I was just like, "What? What is that?" I mean, he's the true believer, and the true believer has to be a factor in this whole thing, whether he's Dorothy or not. Fact of the matter is, he's always been the believer, and without his memories, that is gone. And I right. think he he has to factor in at some point. Like right now, they have him on the out. He's just kind of like hanging, waiting to go back to New York, no clue what's going on, even though he has an inkling something's up, you know, even though, so, you know, Emma hasn't okay. really said. So I wonder, okay, I'm just, I'm throwing out all sorts of theories tonight, aren't I? Um, <laughs> so I wonder, I have to listen to the recording and figure out, remember what I said, because I don't remember what I said earlier, my theories earlier this uh, show. <clears throat> but I think, wonder if once he makes that connection back to the storybook <clears throat> or to who he is or to who everybody is, that becomes the trigger point. And it's books, right? Books are important. The library is important. Right, right. He's library, back to right. the bell, right? So I'm right. wondering if there's a a trigger that triggers Henry's memories in some way. And it's gotta be. You know, how that happened. What would that be? That's the thing. Well other thing that I thought was interesting was that wait, 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 one more idea. And then I'll turn it over to you. Okay. Because it'll go away from my head if I don't say That's it. okay. Um because I have all these voices in my head. Um Okay, I'm going to go back to the prophecy. The boy will be my undoing. Right. So what if Henry is still, because Rumpel is still Rumpel, right? He's still the dark one. Right. under the control, right? So what Mm -hmm. if to finally break him free is connected to Henry's realizing who he is? 
That could, well, that could be. I, and, I still don't understand how Rumple was in the Pandora's box, where all evil lives, was out of the box. That's why I'm saying, what if this is all a dream? What if they're going to do that? I mean, because the thing is, because then, then they can say, okay, Bay is really dead. Yeah, he's really dead in this version, but the real. That's why yeah, I'm but saying, he's, he's not, gone. He's gone from the show unless you see him in a di- we see him in a different incarnation. But you know what? They've done that a couple of times. Or they, I mean, they brought Rumple back. They brought other people. They brought Henry back um, at the end of season one. Mm-hmm. I mean, all these people that died, they brought back. Like he, and, and you can only do that for a certain amount of time before it begins to wear on people. Well, that's true, too. You know, you have to have some sort of um, underpinning for believing right. what's happening. You know what I mean? Yeah. So I, I, I see what you're saying. So well, if they don't, yeah, if they don't, um, um, if they don't, they don't stay true to what they've done and undo things again, like they've undone things with Rumpel, to, to, to coin a phrase, um, then people are going to start thinking, oh, come on, already. Really? Right. You know? And so I think that that's really important. Yeah. Well, we're going to it. as be much interesting. As I, yeah. I mean, as much well, as what? I'm going to miss Neil, um, I you think know, they I, wrote, they, they figured they can't write for him anymore. I mean, everything's been sort of done and said, and that's sort of why I think they canned him, but I, I think they could have done way more with it. I mean, I don't know. I don't know what, what, what could possibly jolt Henry into, there's got to be some other natural something that happens that occurs right. in order for him to, to get his memory back and, and everything. And, and we'll, we'll remember, you know, he, at the end of season one, you know, he trusted that Emma was going to figure it out and he, you know, bit the, he bit the, whatever, the apple scone, whatever, and went into the coma. And then, you know, she figured it out and then the curse was broken. So there's got to be something within the library, the, the, the ruby. I really think that ruby necklace has something to do with it now. And, and Henry and the dagger, all of that is all going to culminate at some point, I think, and it's right. going to break this curse. I mean, they're under a curse. Yes. Supposedly. So, you know, I don't know. It's it's really, I have to say, it's intriguing this season, and I'm enjoying watching it and not being able to figure too. it out. It's frustrating, but. You know, I was I was, I was was getting kind of tired of the series, um, I have to admit. Yeah. Um, especially last season. <clears throat> yeah, last Excuse season me, was cold. <clears throat> but I think that this half of the season is really um, pick things up and, uh, I think I know where we're going with the show, and uh, that's that's good. I like that I don't know, and yeah. uh, we'll see what's happening. Well, we are almost out of time. Wow! So, guys oh who God. are listening, if you like the show, I mean, show, please make sure um, that you um, you know make sure that you go and uh, uh, tell your friends like this show. Um, Bring them back next 
week because this is a fun discussion. And even though a lot of people are in the chat room, which is always fun, um, you know, come on in. The more the merrier. Um, Yes, we go off on tangents, and we don't talk only about once upon a time um, because there is more to life once upon a time. But um, there is a lot going on in this week's episode. And uh, so anyway, thank you, Chrissy, for stopping by. Sure. Thank you for having me, as always. It was fun. Yeah. Oh, and and it's just like such a terrible tragedy. I know you live in Seattle. And that that mud out in Snohomish County just, um, I I mean, I've, uh, it's awful. I've driven that piece of road. Yeah, isn't it? It's it's That's such a beautiful towards, area too. It is. Isn't it out towards uh, how you get out to Mount Rainier, or is it yes, how you get out it to is. Mount? It's out, yeah. Out, so I've dri- yeah yeah I've driven that road. It's really, it's well, really. you know what they did? Uh, actually, King Five News. They went online and they showed a map of the downstate, the Portage off downtown area. And then they put the picture of the mudslide, and it was the same amount of area, but it was just the mudslide. And all those poor people in their homes and everything, it's just been devastating. Yes, tragedy. And if, you wanna, if anyone wants to donate, please donate to the Red Cross, 800 Red Cross, and, and uh, yeah, help those folks so out. Yep, definitely. So, so sad. All right, well, we are right. um, out of time here. Um, All right. I think they're out of sync because they just said 60 seconds and my clock's is half a minute. I think so. they, well, they, they were out of sync, remember, in the beginning of the show. We were like, I know. what's going on? What's going on? Weird. It's a dream. It's a dream. <laughs> anyway, I will I will see everyone next week. Follow us on Twitter right. at the underscore Barnett and our heart radio. And we'll see you guys yes. next week. All right. Good night. Have a good night. Good night. Bye. Bye. Bye.